0: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. Will we take this worldwide? Let's go. Listen. Listen. So now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up.
3: In today, and I'm very excited to have this day 137 episodes. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are here. We are live. Derek, it's good to have you once again tonight, sir. Hey, I'm back. Pancakes and Power Slam. This is November 11th, 11 11 14.
1: 137 episodes. Did I hear that right? wow, this is where you need to be on Tuesday night. We've been saying this forever. We're going to say it forever. Tuesday night, Titans, we are what makes professional wrestling more interesting than what it should be or more interesting Um, than what it has been on TV. This is your one-stop place. You get your trivia. You get your old school talk. You get everything. We bring up so much random stuff. Mixed in with the uh, what's going on in Raw and SmackDown and TNA and ROH and OVW and WCW.
3: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, uh, perfect. That's it. That's it. Per- absolutely. Perfect OVW segue. Speaking of OVW, I have someone here on the line from Ohio Valley Wrestling. His name is Timmy Danger. Good to have you tonight, sir.
0: Hey, what's going on, guys? I got me on tonight. And by the way, I love hearing the podcast, uh, "Pancakes and Power Bombs."
3: Uh, pancakes and Power Slams. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Uh, We're also great, Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight, sir. Uh, let us know a little bit m- uh, more about Timmy Danger.
0: About me, uh, about Timmy Danger. Well, I've been over, yes, I've sir. been in wrestling now for nine years. I started out in Virginia, and now I'm out here in Ohio Valley Wrestling, where I've been since. Two thousand and twelve, wanna mm-hmm. say. I uh yeah, two thousand twelve, May two thousand twelve. I've been uh managing out here for a long time. Uh was a manager about two years. I now I've uh, was recently named I was an official for a little bit. I was recently the head official of did for about two months and now I'm laced up the boots, now I'm in the ring as a full time pro wrestler. Nice, nice.
3: So who was the uh, what's been the most or the biggest match that you've been in uh, in your career?
0: At OVW, uh, so far, I I have to say, uh, uh, honestly, uh, about a year ago, Marcus Anthony, I was managing him at the time, won the heavyweight title at OVW, probably the biggest Mm -hmm. match of my career so far, you know, winning the top prize at OVW, winning a title that was held by some of the great guys in the business, guys like John Cena held that belt. Uh, Yeah. You know, know, Rob Terry, Crimson, some of the great, you know, Randy Orton has held that title. So many great competitors have that belt, and you know, being up there in that kind of lineage with those kind of guys, it really is a big deal. You know, it really is also humbling in a lot of ways too.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had a crimson here on the show as well, and he had some really good things to say about Ohio Valley Wrestling. Um, so, did you did you work for OVW when they partnered up with uh, TNA? Yes, I was. Okay, how'd that go?
0: It was great. I mean uh, it was great man, a lot of great guys were here, man. Um Al Snow was helping run the ship at the time. You know, true legend in the business, a guy with a great mind, fantastic human being. Uh, you know, really really was a good person to learn under, man. One of the, one of the best minds I've ever learned under in the business. Uh one of great talent was here at the time too. You know, that was uh helped out the product a lot, like Crimson was here, Rob Terry Rockstar Spud, Jesse Goddard, Lady Tappa, you know, Sam Shaw was here at the time. A lot of great talent here as well. It's a great experience overall. It's unfortunate it ended the way it did, you know, with TNA leaving. But, you know, sometimes things happen that way. But it w- overall, you know, tremendous experience.
3: Absolutely. So is there anybody uh, there currently that was from the TNA roster?
0: Um, that was? that uh, I can of? Uh, no, not really, no. <laughs> um, no. Right now it's all <laughs> just uh, –
3: right now the heavyweight champion of the company is uh Cliff Compton. Mhm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh former uh ROH from Scum and of course uh uh we we know him from Deuce and Domino. WWE Deuce and Domino. Team. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's a a big name. Uh he and I have actually talked before. I uh wrote an article uh based on uh just some random tweet that he had on a Sunday night and got over fifty thousand uh views and I uh, really helped him uh help <laughs> helped him with his with his merch uh from just a Sunday night article that's uh just felt like writing so um yeah
2: right
3: on. Uh, yeah. So he, he was very thankful uh for me writing the article in the Bleach report. So yeah. Definitely a big name, Clem, Cliff Compton. And, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. So let us know about a show that's, uh, that is upcoming uh, for everyone in the uh, Ohio Valley, you know, area. Uh, as far as where is Ohio Valley located, I know it's in Kentucky, but uh, let us know uh, more about as far as location and anyone right. around that area uh, to come to the upcoming event.
0: Well, that information is really easy, man. Uh, OVW runs every Wednesday night at the World Famous uh, Davis Arena in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's located at 4400 Shepherdsville Road. Every Wednesday night 730. Got a live TV taping going on. You can catch the TV show on your local listings. Also, check it out on www.ovwrestling.com. That's ovwrestling.com. All the latest TV shows are streamed on there. Uh, they air on, I want to say, Thursday night's they have them up in the past couple of weeks there as well, going to caught up on everything. Um, first Saturday of every month, Saturday Night Special, our big show of Davis Arena. Everything they've that pretty much each month. And also, uh, as far as a road schedule goes, there's one show every weekend all over Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky area, also in Indiana. If you want to check those out, check out ovwrestling.com again. All the upcoming live events are on there. But definitely Wednesday nights, you know, like I said, they. Air here in Louisville on television, but also you can check it out if you're out of town. You can check it out on com for the streaming. Caught up on two episodes. And also the uh, Saturday Night Special shows are on there as well. I think they're about a dollar to, to rent on there. So you can definitely check those out on there as well.
3: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Timmy. We appreciate, and of course, you know, we appreciate the plug for... Th- the Ohio Valley Wrestling has been so many legends that came from Ohio Valley Wrestling, and you named a, yeah. a couple of them. And uh you have any closing thoughts for us, sir?
0: Yeah, that's just the thing. Man. Anyone looking at the Bob in the wrestling business is definitely the place to get started. Definitely the place to check. Guinness program here, run by Matt Capitelli. He's a yeah. beginners class. Also, uh class. Yeah, also uh, further training there by Rip, under Rip Rogers, who's one of the greatest trainers in the history of the business, probably the best trainer in yeah. the business right now. Hustler, Rip definitely if you're looking to get involved in wrestling, that's the place to go. As far as I go, I can't recommend it enough. And if you want to hear more about me, follow me around. You can definitely see me at com. Follow me on Twitter, at TimmyDanger on Twitter. Add me on Facebook, Timmy Danger. I'll accept anybody until you send me a game request. And also mm-hmm. Instagram, at TimmyDanger, if you want to email me, dtimmydanger uh, at Just so Shoot me a line, guys. Send me a follow, and I uh, pancakes and power slams brother
3: <laughs> yes sir thanks for your time Timmy I really appreciate it no
0: problem take care bye all
3: right bye ladies and gentlemen it is here every week any week uh, we can let you know about an interview that just comes up I get a lot of uh, um, I get a lot of uh, uh, information from different uh, organizations and um, you know just uh, today uh, Tim and I talked and uh, he you know, wanted to be on the show and plug the Ohio Valley Wrestling show again, ovwrestling.com, dot com, dot com, and of course we we all know that Ohio Valley Wrestling has been uh, has housed a slew of legends and uh, you know future. WWE World Heavyweight Champion, so special shout out to Timmy Danger with Ohio Valley Wrestling, such an amazing stomping ground to create legendary wrestling stars, Derek
1: Yes, yes Awesome, awesome interview, Timmy Danger everybody, can't thank him enough for being here, independent wrestling scenes, this really they need the wrestling fans help, you've got what's on TV I understand that but really, the Indies are just, they're out there. I mean, it's live action. It's right in front of you. And you never know when you're just going to see somebody that's going to absolutely take the uh, Indie scene by storm, make it to the big leagues. If you want to call that the big league. But, uh, oh, of course you do. I mean, that's where you get your paycheck. <laughs> but it, it's something to where it's—it's it's like it's like off-Broadway. It's, if you're in wrestling, you love wrestling, you will love the local talent. You will love the independent shows. It, it's their own world. I mean, it's a world that you can be a part of to really support independent wrestling.
3: Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, I said that there's going to be an interview. I also said we're going to unveil a new theme song for the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are going to, of course, keep our current theme song. Uh, we get a lot of good reviews uh, from my, my boy Eric Cross. E-R-I-C-C-R-O-S-S is the composer of the Pancakes and Power Slams theme song. We'll definitely keep this, but uh, we also have a second and new Pancakes and Power Slams theme song that we'll play during the show and is by uh, two great friends of mine. We've got Anthony Priest Hendricks and uh, my boy Armand Wake Up. He's also been a host He's uh, been a co-host, a uh, guest host On uh, the Pancakes and Power Slam show So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado Here's the second Pancakes and Power Slam theme song And on the other end We'll get on to the raw discussion Here we go
2: Bring what you got The measuring stick just changed around here buddy You're looking at it Four corners, three are mine. let's go the whole squad is making it clear We've taken this year You know who we are But you don't know why we're here So this is where the big boys play These big boys play Like who defies the living God Get out the big boys' way Outsiders with the swoop in We live as kings You see in us But our third man waits in the wings And when the time is right We shock him with the proper attack I go for dolo but ain't solo Cut the promo in black Hollywood, Hendrix, Frizzle Pinning them to the max. And I'm Dash Wunderkin with the strength of a hundred men with one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself but you rap out your gas and your back torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome never lost faith. You in our space. You can all skate. Suffer but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, they raving. Anticipating I was frostbit, Now I am Glacier mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals. using. God for my defense. In Alabama, we and That's beautiful Bobby Eaton. Me and Priest, we the dangerous alliance. Nah, so Harlem, tie the Harlem Heat. Ties a do-rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep. You all what you speak. This too Still a is took back. We repping that work pack. The foundation shaking. No mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God. We trust. Pushing forward. Never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people must shook that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power Power on, on the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group too. It's good to be king. Sold out, this war is true too. We playing the war game. Our army go move too. youth crew. I'm in the Baptist with a bat in my hand and stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. And the grand scheme is that easy. We tag-teaming. and the brothers. We love it. Demand the win. Establish it. This is the class of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the second Pancakes and Power Sam's theme song. Let us know what you think. We already got some positive comments on the WeAreWrestling.com live stream comment feed. Derek, what you think?
1: Hey, that's a powerful song, man, so... It's uh just going to keep us relevant. This is Pancakes and Power Slams. I mean, we are large and in charge. And
3: we're going to really do something. Living and in living it's color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. You can say it the best. Absolutely. All right, again, that was my boy Armand Wake Up and Anthony Priest Hendrix. So be sure to check out their music. Um, Four Corners Entertainment, also Up dot com. Two great friends of mine, uh, awesome, awesome people, and uh, I'm sure Armand will um, be. I'm sure Armand will be on the back on the show again. He's been on the show a few times, so I'm looking forward to that. Let's get to Raw. Uh, first, we have a John Cena in ring pro- promo. On How dare I! not start off without a trivia question. So the trivia question for tonight is, and of course, people from the live stream from wearewrestling.net, people on Twitter, at Crave Wrestling, of course, uh, let us know and you guys get the first dibs. And then after that, uh, if no one answers, then Derek gets uh, an opportunity to answer the uh, the question so the first trivia question of the night is the iron sheik won the wwe tag team titles with who the iron sheik won the wwe tag team titles with who we get it a john was. cena in <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah, the, there's the cliffhanger right there uh do we get a john cena in ring promo he mentions Zack Ryder being out 6 months which is actually legit uh reported on the crave wrestling facebook page it has been reported that uh, uh Zack Ryder has torn his uh has torn his rotator cuff and is uh going to have surgery and he'll be out for uh about 6 months so uh, the, the sad thing about that is it's not a it's not a hurting it's not a hurtful loss the WWE However, you know it, it's a hurtful loss to all the people who respect Zack Ryder, myself included, because you know him being gone for six months isn't going to put a uh, isn't going to put a single dent on the on the WWE uh, machine, so to speak. But um, you know this guy has bust his butt for so much uh, in the business, and he he basically used. You know his he basically uh, had homegrown popularity within his Z2 Long Island story uh, YouTube and became an internet sensation. Even creating an internet championship, which he tweeted that is a part of WWE 2K15. The championship is but he isn't so he's been getting shafted for quite some time now you know a few years back he won the u.s championship because he was so popular uh but unfortunately uh he hasn't been anyone of relevance you know within a few years now sadly very sadly because he's a he's just a, a great uh person he's a very infectious character people like him he's over but the wwe doesn't doesn't care too much about him at all sadly uh but he will be out for six months and is very unfortunate
1: yeah it is unfortunate he's kind of like the coco beware almost of uh wwe or <laughs> someone like that and that's too bad because uh he's got a lot going for him or he could have a lot going for him but again he's just kind of a after he's a back burner and that's, that's just too bad for that um yeah, exactly. Absolutely. this is when Fondango needs to really step up and just like,
3: "Hey, I'm the guy." Oh man, it's been it's been quite some time since you've mentioned Fondango, and I'm him. very surprised. And I didn't even know that you had any more faith in Fondango at all. I, I had no idea. It's it's very very sad, um, but. Again, the question on board right now is Iron Sheik won the WWE tag team titles with who? Iron Sheik won the WWE tag team titles with who. And I think I might give you a chance possibly we'll we'll wait just a little bit and see if anyone um has uh the the wrestling scholarly ability to have uh, the, the correct answer, who was his tag team partner. And as far as John Cena is concerned, he mentions, like I said, he mentions Zach Ryder being out for six months and, he, uh, and members of Team Cena being Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler. He calls out Ryback. Ryback comes out, but the authority interrupts. And then the authority has his back and forth. Ryback's really in the middle of that going back and forth with, with John Cena and eventually Ryback says that uh I'm not afraid of the authority. John Cena's not cashing my paychecks or my paychecks checks doesn't have John Cena's signature on it or something odd like that to uh, uh to get some type of heel heat and spine buster John Cena. Uh, it, it the writing was on the wall. It, it just seemed as if it was already set in stone for Ryback to make some type of I'm going to turn heel and become a baby face, as we saw later in the show. I I don't like that booking style because why would you have him? So so essentially, what happened was he was already a heel before he came back. And you had him be kind of a heel again, just to... And, and that was a way, that that was some type of amazing way and creative way to give him more face pops. I don't think that was a good idea. I wasn't a big fan of that at all, as far as how they did that. But as far as this segment is concerned, it still was kind of awkward to have Ryback be that guy, as far as like you know, who is he going to what side is he going to be on? You know, the the old Bobby you know, the Bobby Heenan when Hulk Hogan comes out. Speaking of NWO, uh Bobby Heenan when Hulk Hogan comes out, whose side is he on? You know, and I I I don't know if Ryback is over enough to create that type of angle for him on Raw. I don't think he is. I really think they should have spent more time developing his character as a face, and I hope that they don't... I really hope that they don't bomb at this time. I really hope that they don't.
1: Well, I mean, I kind of see it as a way that, you know, they bring right back in as, you know, he, uh, power bombs John Cena. Okay. So he's a heel. Then he comes back later in the show, and uh, he attacks the Authority. It still keeps him relevant throughout the show, and even going up in the Survivor Series, what's going to happen, so... I don't think it was too bad of a thing to do. I mean it, it is kind of ridiculous in a in a wrestling purist sort of way, but Yeah, you know, what's going on? I mean, that's probably the best thing they could really done with him. It's just keep, you know, who size you on? Know, he keeps flip flopping and that's gonna get him a pretty good momentum going into Survivor Series if they don't already spoil it and say, Oh, he's gonna be with this team or that team It's like who's he gonna be with? Whatever. Yeah, I mean it's the best they can do with him right now, so
3: I mean he could Hopefully, makes the most of it. Speaking of uh, <laughs> the best that they can do with someone, and good job by the way, uh, Nikolai Volkov uh, was the Iron Sheik's uh, tag team partner. Um, great job there, and he would say, he would say, uh, I always say, he would say, uh, I, Iran, number one, Russia, number one, USA and that was that was that was his line and uh, yeah the iron Sheik was he didn't have much to say but what he had to say people listened and and that's uh nowadays it's the complete opposite because that guy uh he has a he has a verbal faucet that uh sometimes is really hard to turn off and there's all type of stuff other than water that comes out of that verbal faucet and uh yeah, most of it is dirty stuff. And Cheeky Baby is uh quite the, the, the verbal um <laughs> he has a v he has a quite a verbal arsenal on him when he talks about uh different wrestlers and uh, and shoots on them. So very interesting character these days. But someone who's not a very interesting character is Jack Swagger. This guy goes around and he loses all the time he has such an Uh, amazing opportunity to become a mid-card babyface. But, however, WWE decides to do absolutely nothing with him after the Rusev feud. He had momentum going into the Rusev feud. He feuds with Bo Dallas. That doesn't do much of anything to his character. Now he's right back in the same position as he was when he was a heel, just losing matches all the time. And it's really really sad because it's it's even got to the point where Zeb Coulter doesn't even be on the mic. The Zeb Coulter, who is one of the best minds in wrestling when it comes to just period, and just especially specifically on the mic, you don't even give Zebby the microphone these days, and that's what just bothers me about that that's that's really what bothers me about not developing characters and not just doing a a horrible job and using something that is so good right now and just sabotaging it and I always say that people can be revived in NXT I certainly wouldn't mind if Jack Swagger became NXT champion I I think Jack Swagger would do very well in NXT, by the way, uh, because he fits more into the purest traditional wrestling style. But it, it's really sad how how they're just developing his character, and it's gotten so bad that he was a temporary member on Team Cena just to get beat up the next segment. That's how bad it was for. That's how bad it is for Jack Swagger. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely horrible, and and I, I really don't understand how they are continuing to just sabotage the name of Jack Swagger. It, it's it's really sad to me.
1: Jack Swagger, God bless him. I mean, he's he's a huge guy. I mean, they could do a lot with him. I mean, put a legitimate Jack Swagger against Sheamus. I mean, that could be something. That would be a really that could be a great feud. If they would just put some momentum behind Seamus, not just make him such a jobber that he is. And I mean, it's, for the size he is, the capability, earning talent that he has, I mean, he could do so much more. I mean, they could really do something great with him and Zeb Coulter. You know, both of them have really become stale and there's really no point for Coulter to out there anymore. So it kind of reminds me of just why can't they do something great with this guy? They could have so much more good feud going on if they just build on some people like Swagger. He doesn't have to lose all the time. That he loses credibility, and it just makes it ridiculous when they put him with something like with John Cena.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Why? I mean, why would we think that Team Cena is legitimate at all if? Someone like John, uh, like Jack Swagger, is going to be on the team. Like, oh, okay. Well, there's nobody else who wants to be on Team Cena. Let's just pick Jack Swagger. Now, granted, it can be. It could have been an opportunity to really revive Jack Swagger and, and actually give him a push similar to what they did with Kofi Kingston uh, a few years back when he beat uh, Randy Orton and CM Punk, uh, the the final two people of uh, of Randy Orton's team. But at the same time, they're not really building many mid-card characters right now. And so what is the point? That's why I really don't understand the point of having these type of mid-card characters. If you're just going to do absolutely nothing with them, why don't you just make them, you know, be someone important like on a main event or superstars or something like that, at least – have some good mid-card views on superstars. Have Jack Swagger team up with someone and let them be truly the real Americans. Have someone come up, you know, that's patriotic and have them be the real Americans. I think, you know, even the real Americans tag team with him and Cesaro, they they never had an opportunity to win the tag team title. So why not have someone from NXT be called up. And if anybody wants to say it, uh, if, if anybody wants to on the, uh, we are uh, live stream, uh, comment board or, or through uh, the uh, chat room, pancakes and power slams or Twitter, either way, you know, whatever form, whoever wants to just chime in on uh, giving us right now, a name that from NXT that you think would be a good, Uh, tag team partner for Jack Swagger to be the Real Americans, especially since they're trying to build this tag team division again with The Miz and Dow with uh, uh, Los Matadores, Uh, Slater Gator, I suppose you can say. So who would be that guy? Who would be a good guy from NXT uh, that could come up and be with Jack Swagger and all. So, and it seems like they're doing with the whole new day, um, the whole new day vignettes that they're doing with Xavier Woods. We saw a new person on those vignettes on raw. And that was Kofi Kingston. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I can kind of do what they want with it. I mean, new, new day, day. It kind of reminds me of the fifth kind of band was the whole new day. And, uh, <laughs> We're not Bengals fans in these parts, but uh, it doesn't really—I don't know—I don't really—I don't think i am thought twice about it actually. So it's not too much of a of a deal breaker for me. Again, make the most we can do with it because anything can happen out of anywhere, especially when you look at the Mizdow situation stuff. So, I mean, you can be the lowest person on the totem pole, and all of a sudden make yeah. gold. So, that, yeah, that's really a good point. Happen. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. So let's keep it going.
3: I I just don't know. I just don't see this helping Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods at all. And most likely we'll see Big E uh, on the vignettes in the in the coming weeks. It seemed as if it was going to be a a Nation 2.0 type of deal, uh, which I definitely wouldn't have been a fan of. But now it seems like they're doing some type of a babyface. Reverend Devon type of thing from, you know, SmackDown about ten years ago, ten plus years ago. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I you yeah, I'm not going to totally shun it, but at the same time, I don't see at all what I don't see how at at all this gimmick will help either any of them. I, I just don't understand. You'll come out. You know, you might get some Bo Dallas heat because it's over cheesy. It's so cheesy baby face that they may even get heel heat for it. And so it'll be one of those things that it seems like the WWE was just going to try to find out where the fans, you know, lie as far as giving them cheers or not. You know, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do with it. But I, I don't I don't see much coming from it. Next we see Paige defeating Al- Alicia Fox. Um, Page is is from England and and uh, well he got that UK pop of course. And Alicia Fox was uh, a good person to go against uh, uh, for Paige because they've been BFFs and you know they had their 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 problems the past few weeks. And Page defeats Alicia Fox so. That was the UK style, you know. I suppose Page was the William Regal for Raw because usually when they have their uh, UK visits, either we see William Regal lace up the boots for a little bit, but I think he had some type of fusion surgery recently. So uh, I think it was like a neck fusion surgery or something to that nature, so he couldn't so he couldn't wrestle. And of course, Wade Barrett is—he's uh, injured as well, recovering from his injury. So I suppose the I suppose Paige was the the person that's uh, get got the uh, the English pops, and it worked. It, it was a good uh, spot for Paige. She's a heel, so it wasn't like deep into the show. Got her in and got the pop and and left. So it really didn't do too much to hurt her heel character.
1: No, man. She's, she was the British bulldog of last night.
3: Yeah, you know,
1: she night. was. I mean yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. The English pop, and, you know, which that's great because they're in the uh, U.K., but really right now there's nobody in the WWE that could have uh, really pulled that momentum other than the Divas. God bless them. But, yeah, <laughs> another man. So, I mean, good for Paige. But overall, still, it was, you know, that's too bad. We don't have anyone like a – you know, William Regal would have been great. Even if he just would have came out and said, you know, I'm the (laughs) man's man. Yeah.
0: I'll put
3: everyone, go
1: on. That's (laughs) all right.
3: Yeah. He would have got a a resounding pop even if he said hi.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, Just for Paige. Give him the time.
3: Yeah. Next. Next, next trivia question is Scott Steiner's heel character derived from who? Scott Steiner's heel character de- derived from who? I'm calling out John Crisp uh, from the uh live stream at the point at this point. I think he was the previous champion a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think he was the champion of trivia on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. And that's uh, let's see who's uh, who's beat who's going to beat him this week because he's actually not too bad as far as trivia is concerned. Um, Derek thinks that he's good. I think Derek's okay, Uh, but I think uh, what? (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there there's the pancakes and power slams trivia. It's something that's uh we've been doing uh for you know since the very beginning for two and a half years now and uh, it's it's something that's uh, unique to one of the unique uh portions of uh of the show of along with the flavor of the week uh, that just makes us unique that makes us us that just kind of sets us um above the rest and of course uh, there's amazing shows uh, through, uh, amazing podcasts throughout the week of course uh, uh my family over at uh, my peeps over at uh, we are net has their monday night mayhem and but as far as tuesday night's concerned there's there's some good tuesday night podcasts as well but we are the new tuesday night titans that's what makes us cool so all you trivia heads all you trivia fans out there uh, let us know what you got let, let us know what you got Again, the trivia question on board is Scott Steiner's heel character derived from who? Scott Steiner's heel character derived from who? Then we get a Rusev championship celebration. And in a part of this championship celebration, we get typical Rusev stuff, which is nothing different. However, We do get an interruption by Sheamus, which goes into their match, and it was you know it was one of those things where I was expecting I was expecting that type of finish from uh, the Rusev and Sheamus match because they you know they they've really done a good job protecting the character of Sheamus. Uh, over the years, and I, I don't ever see Seamus as some type of uh, forbidden talent in the WWE that once had a push but no longer has one. They've been protecting his character for quite some time, so you know kudos to them. And I can see it. I can see that happening within this too, because what? Because essentially, what happened was they just protected his character, and they had a screwy finish, which. I was pretty much expecting, and because Jamie Noble tried to jump on Sheamus, and uh, well, he did uh, jump on Sheamus and forced a count out after the Authority comes to ringside. So it it made sense. I'm a bit surprised that they didn't do a singles match between Rusev and Sheamus at, at uh, Survivor Series. I suppose that they just try it. they wanted they want to carry it over until TLC which I'm okay with because essentially what we're seeing is you're kind of compiling a a few different feuds in one to really kind of give an opportunity for all of those feuds to branch out into the December pay-per-view, which is TLC, and then reset the feuds at the Royal Rumble. So in that type of context, I'm okay with putting them uh, on their respective teams for Survivor Series.
1: Yeah, I mean that's all going to make sense. That should be great. And with the whole Seamus and Rusev, Sheamus and Rusev, I mean, they got to do something with Rusev, and I mean they should do something with Sheamus. And I would love to see this go on, and maybe it will. Maybe it's going to come to a head Survivor Series somehow. But I don't know. To me, Sheamus just kind of lost the credibility from this. Now they're using him. I mean, okay, they used the Big Show before, then they used you know everyone else. I mean. Swagger could get it done. I mean, I don't want Sheamus to be as stale as somebody that he's the next guy to go up against Rusev and, and lose. You know, so yeah, see that where it makes.
3: Yeah, I agree. Again, Scott Steiner's heel character derived from who? Last call on that on that question. It's, I got it. Everybody. Everybody who's uh, everybody who's involved in the the trivia and everybody who's uh, watching, li- looking at, listening to this show, eh? I'm surprised. Uh, well, you, I'm sure you know it, but I'm surprised that everybody who touts about being so good at trivia doesn't know this answer. So we'll talk about uh, Stephanie McMahon's appro- approaching Lana and Rusev real quick, and then uh, if I don't see any answers from The uh, social media outlets I'll let you I'll let you grace us With your correct answer So basically like I was saying As far as the Lana uh, As far as the Rusev joining Team Authority um, Early in the show They had Some type of interaction as far as Stephanie wanting Rusev to be A part of Team Authority And I was trying to figure out how They were going to be able to Make that happen and stay on kayfabe, Uh, and I think that they, I think that they did a decent job with that. Uh, I think they did a decent job with that. Um, I I don't think that they have. uh, I don't think that they've messed up the pro Russia character with Rusev. Seven minutes talking about, you know, politics and so forth. It's not about politics, and it, it made sense. Lana still try to stay in character, so it, it made perfect sense as far as, um, well, it made good enough sense as far as trying to keep the kayfabe, so uh, I'm, I'm cool with it, and without further ado, what's the correct answer, Derek?
1: Uh, well, he uh, was trying to mock
3: superstar Billy Graham. You are absolutely correct. Good job, superstar yeah. Billy Graham. Really? He is—he is absolutely. You're absolutely right. He's the, uh, the the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. The absolutely absolute truth there. Next, we have Miz and Damian Mizdow defeating the L. Los Mat, Los Matadores, El Matadoris. yeah, the the right, the El Matadores, and I'm I'm okay with this. Uh, it may it like I said, you know, they're trying, they're doing their best to try to push the uh, the tag team division, and these. I mean, to be honest with you, these teams as a whole is is not very impressive whatsoever. However. I will give it to him as far as you know, at least trying to push the tag team division. I think that that's – I definitely think that at least giving some type of credence to the tag team division is, is important for the WWE. They should never, ever just kind of overlook the tag team division, especially with all the talent that they have now. And not really pushing people in singles, and that's why I said before Jack Swagger needs a tag team partner and it needs a baby face tag team partner in the tag team division at this point in time. I, I totally think that he should do it, uh, and I've had any I've had any response as far as who it should be, but I'd imagine that it should be someone who's American because they tried it with Cesaro. And he's not. He's Swiss. So I definitely think that uh, they should do it with someone who's American to be the real Americans. So that really takes away Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn is Canadian. And I can't think of anybody else that's... I can't think of anybody else from NXT that's just kind of like a standalone alone baby face character that would work. Adrian Neville, he's British, so... Um, you know, I I that wouldn't work for him, and plus the size difference between him and Swagger's is uh, pretty pretty high, you know, pretty significant. So yeah, I mean, I really can't think of anyone. I'm sure that there's someone in NXT right now that I'm not that I I'm probably overlooking that I that may could work, but. They need someone, or someone from the Indies, or or, or someone of that uh, of that type of caliber, to become um, part of the uh, Zeb Culture Group for the real Americans. It, it would just make sense, but they're trying. Lost Matadors. I mean, that's really all we have now with them and and Miz and Ms Dow But I am happy that they are actually making The Miz and Mizdow a team now. Uh, thats I think that's a good transition to actually make Mizdow uh, eventually be a standalone character.
1: Yeah, it is. But, you know, the thing about the tag team division now, I mean, they try their best, but Lost Metadors just doesn't have it. it they, I don't even want to see them anymore. They, they're they not interesting. I never cared for El Torito. It's ridiculous. I don't want to see that. It makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. They need to have somebody with Jack Swagger because he needs a tag team partner. I mean, you got yeah. Gold Dust and Stardust. They're the best things going right now as far as tag teams go. Usos still, I mean, no, I'm not going to say, say that Usos are out. There's no way. I mean, they're oh. going to bounce back. They're still a legitimate, great tag team in the division. But, you know, if you think about it, you only got about two teams that really cut the mustard to make it interesting.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's, uh, that's about it. And that's, you know, it could be a good division because they got two leading teams, but I mean that's all they got. They've got no up and comers.
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think you know what, man. I, I'd even say, I'd even say, you know, put some boots on Noble and Mercury. You know, why not have uh, Jamie Noble and and, and Joey Mercury uh, be a part of. You know the tag team division, and 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 throw them in there to you know to be pro authority, and have them win the tag team titles. Why not? I mean, both of them, you know, have been you know uh, very uh, recognizable uh, tag team superstars, and and even Joey Mercury's been a former tag team champion, and so I definitely think that's in a you know of course they both of them are very well known in the WWE, and why not have them be, you know, the the stooges. They they are the new age Patterson and Briscoe, so to speak. So why why not make them uh be a part of the tag team division and throw them in there in the tag team, you know, the multi person tag team title match that they'll probably have at SummerSlam and have them become tag team champions, uh uh, you know, to 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 be a part of the authority, so to speak. Uh, th- that will really kind of help, uh, you know, team authority. It will help team authority going into the main event. So if they won the tag team championships, it will kind of say the authority is going to one-up, you know, and we're having some momentum, so to speak, with the authority coming into the, the main event match at SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, that would be great. So, I mean, just have the authority come up the main event, SummerSlam, maybe Survivor Series. Um,
3: yes, yeah, Survivor Series. <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, that could be the best thing they got for. I. You know, it's kind of a disarray. I'm looking forward to Survivor Series just for the fact that it's one of the big four. However, it's with the authority, if their jobs on the lot and everything, you I don't know. I'm really looking forward to that main event. And uh, just to see, because it could almost change the landscape how the WWE is right now. I mean, suppose that uh, the story does leave. And what's going to happen that next Monday? I mean, that's almost the exciting part of it. What's going to happen after that? After that, yep. I mean, that's going to be almost the end of the chapter for uh, this mm-hmm. part of WWE 2014.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Overall, Absolutely, going to yeah. Overall, be- it's
3: it should be it should be interesting. Speaking of speaking of Survivor Series, the flavor of the week this week, and we're going to talk about the series of Survivor Series. How, how interesting is that? And I, I definitely think that uh, that would be a lot more more fun to talk about than Raw. Uh, last week uh, we were going to talk about ninety one to ninety five, but uh, for the sake of uh, you being out, uh, I definitely wanted to save it for this week. We talked about. Uh, Last week we talked about Taker and Hogan, uh, 91, when Taker won his first uh, match. But uh, we originally were going to talk about 91 295. But I know that you love your traditional uh, WWE oh, wow. uh, pay per views. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we saved it for, for this week.
1: Chris is the man, everybody. Pancakes and Power Slams 347 884 8452. Follow Chris, he's on Wrestling Yank. Bleach Report. All the creative
3: wrestling. This is everything you need for professional wrestling. This is it. Locked Absolutely, top. indeed, very, very, very appreciative. Thank you very much. Next, we have Dolph Ziggler defeating Mark Henry by disqualification. Uh, Mark Henry attacked Ziggler. Uh, He's about to put him in a world stronger slam. I think it was pretty. Uh, I think the writing was on the wall as far as the Big Show going to you know Big Show commencing to come out. And you know, save the day with, with that. It it was pretty much a lock that Big Show was going to be a part of Team Cena, and we we saw it then. And you know, I, like I said before, I'm I'm happy that Show and Henry are on the respective heel and uh, respective babyface and and heel teams because them being in a match you know, a one-on-one match as you, you know, as we even saw on raw last week, it wasn't, it wasn't exciting at all. So have them be on a match in the, the, the Cena match and then, you know, have, and then have them go on the, give them some type of gimmick match, you know, uh, TLC I suppose that it makes sense if they were had like some type of uh, giant, you know, tables match or something like that. Because them going against each other just a straight one on one match is not going to work. And if you throw a gimmick match in there, I suppose it'd be a little better. But now, you know, just showing Henry one on one is no good. So, I suppose that this was a good idea to put them on the team.
1: Yeah, put them on the team. You got Mark Henry; he's an all-around tough guy. Even though we all know he's just a jobber to do what he does. But Ziggler, he's got so much more for him, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited for Ziggler. I have been for a long time, and he's just maybe he's going to almost break the mold from this mid car stalemate to somebody that's actually making something. Almost like a Daniel Bryan almost did. Not that Ziggler's going to achieve that much, but he's where he needs to be. I mean, he's in the spotlight. He's on the card. I mean, he's just got to run with it and roll with it. I'm behind him. I think everybody should be behind him. Any of the pure wrestling fans. So, I mean, that's great for uh, Ziggler. And we'll just see what goes on with Mark Henry. Same old typical Mark Henry, of course.
3: I'm sure. Yeah, I don't see anything different. Uh, it, his heel character is always fun. You know, when it fir- when it first happens you know it's fun to to see it's it's fun to uh, experience uh, his ad libs are absolutely hilarious uh however you know it it'll last for a little bit it'll be important for a little bit and then and then eventually he'll start jobbing out to people that's exactly what's what's going to happen uh for sure so i i don't understand you know I I don't understand why they're going to do that, but I suppose it's, uh it's the best thing going on for Mark Henry at the time is to make him a heel. If they you know they want to do that, so be it. But uh, it's not not going to have a long life to it at all. So uh, f- for sure, <laughs> a very uh, a very uh, interesting. Uh, comments on the uh, thread here RealWrestling.net uh, I love watching Big Show and Mark Henry compete against each other, all caps and uh, multiple exclamation points and then simply kidding <laughs> at, at the end. I, I totally agree That's that pretty much explains uh, the enthusiasm of this Big Show and Mark Henry feud together and like I said you know we've only got about a month and a half left in the year so we'll be resetting anyways for Royal Rumble so just get us get us just get us out of this year with all these feuds that doesn't mean much get us out refresh the feuds and start over come uh, come Royal Rumble next we have AJ Lee defeating Bree Bella and this is another one this, this the, the perfect <laughs> the perfect segue to this. This is another one that we just want to wash away come the beginning of the year. I'm just I just see so much that probably by the end of Total Divas and come, you know, the next Total Divas uh is supposed to come back on in January, I believe. And so that to me it just seems as if because at that time Paige and Alisa Fox are going to be on there too. So it just really seems as if we'll probably have Bree and Nikki, you know, they'll probably have Bree and Nikki get back together. And, you know, eh, I, I just don't understand the point of making of thinking that this is important. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Brie Bella's, uh, Bellas doesn't make any sense being the assistant. It's just a way to really have her be on Raw, but it's not really it's not really leading into anything important. I'm not. It's not really something that I look forward to in the slightest. Any any given any given week, this is something that I can spare every single time.
1: Everybody in the Pancakes and Power Slams universe needs to rewind. Listen to the past three, four months and just understand that we've always said that the divas are horrible. They are not going anywhere. They have their high moments, but those high moments are done within a few seconds. You can't can't make it better. You're just choking a – you're beating a dead horse. You can't make it interesting. The people that you have there now will not make it interesting. You're doing it for the E! Show. I don't care about the E! Show. I'm a wrestling fan. Reality TV doesn't, you know. I don't have it. I don't care. I don't care about the show. Do not make it come into my wrestling time. That really upsets (laughs) me. I don't like it at all. I'm here to watch wrestling. I'm here to watch good stories. And Divas can have great stories, but they don't have anyone that can do it now, and the writing behind it just absolutely stinks. I'm done with it. I don't care anymore. I never did care.
3: There you go. Straight from the mouth of Derek, the Pancakes and Power Slams co-host. He does not care about the Divas. And, um, you know, I'm not too far behind that, (laughs) to be honest with you, whatsoever. Next question actually goes to Derek. How about this? What WWE superstar was known as the adorable? What... WWE superstar was known as the adorable Adrian Adonis. There you go. Uh, I, I, you know, sometimes you get answers wrong. Sometimes you get them right. But this was a rather tougher one that I know was going to boost your ego uh, for the rest of the show if you got it right. So uh you are you are correct, sir. Absolutely. Uh, so and then of course Nikki attacks AJ post match. You know, who cares? So what? One thing that I am a little bit interested in. Um, uh, it says uh, interesting comment here. It says the total divas need to keep their noses out of what's being done in the divas division. Um, yeah, I mean I, that 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 pretty much says it all right there. I. You know, and and my and even to add on that, you know, how many total divas producers are actually avid wrestling fans? That's that's what I really want to know, as far as, you know, who in the e network uh, is actually cares about the art uh, and the art and the heart and soul of professional wrestling. I it, it makes me wonder, and I think that the very fact that what what we're seeing is is pretty much it pretty much says it all it pretty much says it all as far as you know who even cares about the divas division you know as opposed to just having certain characters you know be a part of uh of raw and certain angles come into raw you know. Like Tyson Kidd and Natalya, and you know that uh, you know it it just it's it's really it's really tough to 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 digest the the attempt to marry or total divas with with WWE programming. I I think you said it very well, Um, and it's really tough to, to digest. One thing that I one thing that I am interested in seeing is I'm interested to see where Adam Rose where they're doing what they're doing with this Adam Rose kind of slow turn. I'm actually interested in that because a lot of people don't a lot of people don't really have good things to say about uh, Adam Rose which makes perfect sense but at the same time i keep saying i i i keep saying that uh my 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 son likes Adam Rose but uh my son is also a John Cena fan sadly enough my my little 2-year-old boy he says i seen ya i seen ya so he's he's a John Cena fan it, it, it's something that I, I didn't coerce him to do at all because as many people know i'm not a John Cena fan I actually made a video that uh, proved there was a point in time where he wasn't a John Cena fan, a few months ago, actually. And I made a video of it and posted it on Facebook and YouTube as well. And, uh, you know, I asked him if he was a John Cena fan. He said no. He said no multiple times. But, you know, you get the the John Cena music with the kitty colors and all of a sudden, you know, he, he, One of his biggest demographics are kids, and I can see why, because, you know, he has the kiddie colors. And I think, and I'm starting to believe, when my son turned over, turned to the dark side, and became a John Cena fan, it makes perfect sense to me now, because I wonder why he chose the colors that he chose, and now I get it. I get it. He wants... Uh, a different two-color selection from the crayon box uh, every time because it attracts kids, and now I get it. Now I understand why kids are John Cena fans. And back back to Tyson, speaking of kids, speaking of, speaking of kids, back to Tyson Kid. Uh, he defeated Adam Rose because the bunny was about to splash on Tyson Kid. Rose stopped it and then it's uh distracted him and he end up tapping out to a, a sharpshooter but the past few weeks he's uh he's pushed the bunny and, and of course uh, we saw on raw he he uh kicked the bunny and so adam rose is uh we're looking at more of a heel type of thing uh, on past smackdowns we saw uh, adam rose uh, kind of gets uh joked <laughs> he kind of kind of gets joked about by our truth and, yeah, I mean, it seems like they're, trying, they're They're kind of slowly making him a heel. And to be honest with you, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it because, you know, like I said on on SmackDown, R-Tooth beat Adam Rose with a roll-up because the bunny was distracting him. And I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with it, but I think this is a lot more interesting than seeing Adam Rose come out with a bunny and be super cheesy. The fans didn't like it, and it showed. But people don't like the bunny, too. So it may actually work out for the better for him by doing this. So it'll be interesting to see if he makes a full turn in the coming weeks.
1: Full turn in the coming weeks. Adam Rose is on his last leg. If he doesn't make anything out of this, he's done. And that's pretty much how I see it, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't see much coming up Adam Adam Rose. If they do turn him heel, that's fine. But I don't think that's gonna get him I mean, where where who's he gonna feud with? Where is he gonna go? You know. Yeah,
0: it's got,
1: got so many stalemates right now, it's just, yeah, he just true. He just does not. And that's too bad. It's another Fondongo curse. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: Or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. I. It's 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 fun. You know. It's, it's fun to 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 see where it's going to go. Speaking of Fondago, he lost uh, like a string of like ten straight uh, matches on the recent European tour. He didn't win a single one, and it's been a while since he's been. I think the last pay per view. Uh, it's been months, and I don't know, man. <laughs> it seems it's like the like... boys on his last leg. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. It seems like he's on his last leg, and, and, and when it comes to. Becoming anyone, you know, he might be getting those uh, papers coming up here soon. If they, they were talking about possibly getting another string of releases, and you know, I, as a matter of fact, I'll give you the floor right now. If you were an advocate for Fondango and you were in the office of Vince McMahon, what would be your pitch to keep Fondango on the roster?
1: I'd say Fongonga, you've got everything you need. We just need to make you more profitable. We need to put you against better opponents that you can display your talent. We need to put you against, let's have you lose to Zach or uh, Dolph Ziggler. You can run up for the Intercontinental Championship. You won't win, but we'll give you the exposure. We'll give you the talent you need. We'll give you the time to go against your Ezekiel Elliott, your your Ruth. Kofi Kingston. I mean, all those. Put Fondanga over so he doesn't look so much like the Tennessee Titans. I mean, that's just how I I, I kind of did
3: way. You said Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott, the running back for Ohio State. Is he a wrestler now?
1: Did I say Ezekiel Elliott?
3: Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Maybe Big E, possibly. <laughs> or maybe Ezekiel Jackson, who's no, who, who's also not a part of the WWE anymore. Titus O'Neil, I think I meant to say. Ezekiel yeah, Titus O'Neil. Yeah, t- Titus O'Neil. Um, I don't know the comparison because he looks nothing like Ezekiel Elliott. But, uh, uh, speaking of that, kudos to the Ohio State Buckeyes. We're, we're, uh, both Derek and I are avid Buckeye fans, and uh, they jumped up six spots after defeating Michigan State uh, last weekend. They are now number eighth in the playoffs right now. So they just need uh, four teams to lose. And uh, Mississippi State and Alabama are, are, are going head-to-head this weekend. And so I think, uh, you know, they I, th- I think they have an opportunity. You know, Arizona State may lose. Uh you know, so some 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 people above them. Uh, Oregon's another team that uh, could possibly take the L. Texas uh, goes against uh, TCU coming up here uh, in a couple weeks, and Baylor goes against uh, Kansas State uh, in in a few weeks as well. So there's a there's an opportunity that uh, the Buckeyes may get that playoff spot.
1: Oh yeah, oh eight.
3: I oh absolutely. Uh, J.T. Barrett has the best Q, uh, the second best uh, QBR uh, since the Virginia Tech Law, So <laughs> it definitely allowed uh, J.T. Barrett to really. It was a wake-up call. I, I've, you know, I've been a uh, Ohio State fan all my life. I've been an avid Ohio State fan. I'm, I love college football. and I've, I've written college football articles on the Beats Report as well, but. I I'm an avid college football fan all of my life and I've and I've seen rebounds before from different teams but I've never seen anything like this. To lose game two red shirt freshman and to make such an amazing comeback and bounce back from the week two loss is just absolutely amazing to me. But I guess to some, I guess to uh, things that are not as important as uh, the Ohio State coming back. Let's talk about John Cena defeating Ryback, or even before that. How about the Eric Rowan walking to the ring and saying she's not here? What, what's your thoughts on that? She uh, who are they talking about the pregnant thing that
1: was going on with her? I don't know. That was really weird. Even that towards, after after Raw and uh who are you looking for, it, or whatever Triple A said to him. It's creepy, but I kind of like it. It's going to shed another bit of light to the Bray Wyatt thing. Since The Undertaker's been gone, they need creepiness in the WWE. They need some of that supernatural feeling to it. And I think that this has kind of gone pretty well with it. So, I'm I'm great. I'm an ag- advocate for it. I keep it coming. I'm kind of intrigued by it, so it's it's different.
3: I'm gonna see where it's going to go. I'm pretty excited about this. I don't see. I I, I don't see it. I I just I I I don't see it. Um, there's it, been reports that he was looking for a Natalia. You know, it's really awkward. But and now you know, like you said, you know the Renee Young interview that he had, and so, uh, it, you know. Why, what? Why are you having these vignettes every week to make it seem as you know? I'm, I'm the, the Bray Wyatt's breaking up from the Wyatt family. I'm freeing you. You're free now. And for Eric Rowan to come back on SmackDown a couple weeks ago, uh, well, a week ago or so, the sm- SmackDown that he had. It was about a, you know a couple weeks ago, uh, the SmackDown he was. Sitting down on the couch watching See No Evil And th- that was the first time We saw him back since those vignettes And so I'm like why would you push him Like that Only to Have th- th- this happen Now we saw more of a You know with the weird eyes And things like that It seems like they're making a little bit more investment into um, Into Luke Harper But I don't see Harper winning the Intercontinental Championship. I It seems like they're feuding him with Dolph Ziggler, which I'm okay with, but I hope that they don't put Harper over. I just don't see him as a, a legitimate singles competitor because, again, when I think about the Intercontinental Championship, I'll think about someone who they see will be world champion – You know, within the next few years, I still see that Dolph Ziggler has been getting a decent a decent push the past few weeks with this whole Team Cena thing. I don't see him as a WWE World Heavyweight Champion anytime soon, but at least he's been champ before, and they could bring you know he's bringing the prestige up a little bit more. But if they put the title on Luke Harper. It will just limit him. I mean, he'll just have on his resume he's been an Intercontinental Champion. That's it. I don't see him as a top guy. I see him as a creepy character who, again, has a ceiling on him because of the current title status. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Then we get to John Cena versus Ryback. Interesting, you know, and then, uh, of course, the, the Luke Harper thing happened after all of the commotion and, and craziness happened between uh, during the John Cena and Ryback match. But Kane comes out uh, and attacks Cena during the match, so Cena offensively wins by disqualification. Ryback and Kane gets into it. Ryback hits Rollins. He gets a boot by Kane. Team authority jumps Cena before uh, Team Cena tries to make the save. But uh, they get outnumbered, and of course Ryback comes in and clears the how clears the ring of the the heels and doesn't really he, he he acknowledges John Cena in a way of looking at him and not really doing much after that. Uh, so it it appears as if we'll see Ryback on Team Cena. You didn't have a you didn't have too much of an issue with it, but. I just don't know how this is going to develop his character at all.
1: Uh, It's going to develop his character just in the meantime. I don't think it's going to be a stretch. I don't think Ryback has that stretch to where he could continue this going on. He's kind of a one-dimensional character. I mean, he's just this big, tough guy, comes out, beats people up. They're not investing in Ryback to be uh, a long-term character. I mean, they're just really not. And uh, it's good for him for this. If he is on seen Cena, then, oh, wow, Ryback was this big, scary monster on the bad side. Now nice he's on the good side with Cena. We love Cena. Cena sucks. But it's good to a point to where it's good for Ryback, again, in the meantime. They're not investing in this guy to be a, a long-term attraction. And that seems to be the way the WWE works now. But... uh you know, I'm excited for it. I still am. I think mean, a right back is gonna make a good addition to the Survivor series. Um, with the the Harper thing at the very end, that was that was interesting too. Again, I would I wanna see where this goes. I mean we need that creepiness in WWE. We haven't had that since the Brothers of Destruction. See where it goes. It's, it's probably something. It's good right now, but it's not it's nothing that's gonna keep the WWE going in the long run.
3: And as and as he said, I'm a team player. Yeah. So we got. Yeah, it it was weird. You're you're right about that. It was it was weird and it was creepy. But I really don't know, you know, what what that really means. You know, in in, in the long run. As far as his character, real quick before we get into Impact Wrestling, and I want to talk about, you know, I want to make sure that I'm going to talk. And it's sad; it's very sad, but I chuckle because of just the the bad business, you know, decisions that Impact Wrestling has has made uh, uh, over the past few years. Really, well, maybe saying a few years is actually a compliment, but. I it's it's really sad for me to see and as of now their their last bit of footage is uh expires uh, a week from now. So there as far as the tapings that they had in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the end of those tapings, it was like a month of tapings and it was really weird because they even had they had a series of tapings then they had their biggest pay per view of the year, Bound for Glory. Granted, a taped pay per view, and it was a taped pay per view. So we were supposed to buy, we were supposed to pay for a taped pay per view that wasn't even live. And you know, even Russell Kingdom Nine, that's gonna, that's occurring, you know, January fourth, Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Wrestling. They acquired Jim Ross, so he's gonna, you know, host it now. And 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 J, J, uh, Jeff Jarrett is partnering up with New Japan. Russell Russell Kingdom's their big event every year. Uh, they've got about forty thousand people booked for attendance. So he's making some moves and, and partnering <laughs> partnering with the right people. And he uh, of course he joined the Bullet Club uh, uh, this year. So he's doing some things within you know from a business standpoint to keep. Up and, and, and keep involved and a partner up with the right people, and so it, it, it's sad to, to see that they let him go. He, he wasn't the, the best business person, and he had he had the title for um, you know longer periods of time in the very beginning. It was actually a little bit too long, um, but at least he had at, at least he he's had. Some some decent business decisions to to kind of keep uh, Impact Wrestling as the number two show. So, um, but after they you know after he relatively dropped it it was sad because you know <laughs> they you you brought in some people that you thought was going to make a difference but they didn't unfortunately. So it's really sad to see see that that you have a bunch of taped material and in in the taped material, you have your biggest pay-per-view that's taped in Tokyo, Japan. makes absolutely no sense at all. So we couldn't even get a, a world title match because the world title match was already booked weeks ahead because it was a part of a series of tapings. So when Bobby Roode won the title, it actually happened, you know. Before uh, it actually happened, and when when they were in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, their their tapings went, you know, in between the uh, biggest pay per view, Bound for Glory. So it's confusing, makes no sense at all, and it's sad. It's really sad. So. Unless they get a TV deal, we may see the last of Impact Wrestling. Really, really sad. Um, And and next week is is it, really, as far as what's been reported. Uh, Their last uh, uh, bit of footage from the recent tapings is next week. And after that, if they don't get a deal locked in, uh, they're going to be playing um, vintage, you know, uh, they're going to be playing vintage uh, pay-per-view, uh, vintage events for for the rest of the year, unless Spike TV, you know, gives them the opportunity to 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 ride it out and and have a little bit more material set up for the rest of the year. Other than that, I mean, it really seems like we're seeing our last days of of, of TNA, which is really, really, it's really sad because WWE needs some competition. But, you know, the, as far as the television shows that we see now, ROH we also is also on television. An amazing, and I say it all the time, the best talent pool in the United States, period. There's so many people that came out of ROH that's been, you know, that are legendary now. And I was actually, I actually went to an ROH, I went to Survivor of the Fittest uh, this weekend, and it was a very, very good time. Ryan and I, we, we, we went and... uh we have some pictures on the Crave Wrestling Facebook site and uh, uh, got some interviews uh, scheduled uh, from talking to some people there, so uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. But, yeah, I, it's 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 really sad in the state of competitive uh, pro wrestling. So before we go to Impact Wrestling, let me talk about SmackDown real quick. Uh, Golden Stardust defeats the Usos. Uh, you get a Kane entering promo, uh, talk about uh, uh, books a match between him and, and, and Ziggler in the cage. Cesaro uh, interrupts. Um, that leads to a match between Star and Ryback because Cesaro wanted to prove himself, but Ryback beats him. And then we talked about R-Truth and Adam Rose. Christian comes back, does a peep show featuring Dean Ambrose. Of course, Bray Wyatt cuts a promo on the stage, and lights go off. and Just back and forth, they're trying to do their best with Wyatt and Ambrose. Summer Rae defeats Natalya, and of course, Dolph Ziggler defeats Kane. That was a pretty good match in the cage, which is, uh, you know, it's a good way to push Dolph Ziggler as much as they can. But again, sadly, there's a ceiling to it, so... We're going to talk about impact. We're going to take a brief pause, and we will be right back. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. All right, real quick, Hardy's defeat Loki and Samoa Joe. They make it to the the finals of the tag team tournament. Some really creepy stuff going on with Brittany and Samuel Shaw. Uh, Gunner interrupts and gets attacked and low-blowed and choked out eventually. Hardcore match between Devon and Tommy Dreamer, defeating Magnus and Bram, and yikes, Devon and Tommy Dreamer these days. EC3 and Rockstar Spudding in-ring segment. Uh, and then, you know, Rockstar Spud is, you know, making making some noise as far as getting the, the I'm with Spud shirts and, you know, he's getting some backing. Havoc defeating Gail Kim. Of course, Bobby Roode defeating MVP. Some animosity going on between between them. But, uh, of course, we saw at the very end uh, uh, the, the conclusion involving Bobby Lashley. So it's pretty interesting how they're going to make that happen. And uh, like I said, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see in the coming weeks if we will get more of TNA. But uh, until then, let's, uh, let's talk about Survivor Series. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. We talked about Survivor Series 91 last week. And we talked about the, the 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 main event and and with with uh, with Hulk Hogan and 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 the Undertaker. Well, the main event was actually uh, the three on three Survivor Series match. It was uh, LOD and Ballsman against uh Natural Disasters and, and uh, R&R Seister. I was really surprised that they would make that the main event. It was a bit odd to me. Yeah, they made that
1: the main event. However, I mean, this team's everybody there was just absolutely. On top of their game at the time, in the WWE with Legion of Doom, Earthquake, Natural Disasters. I understand it. It was great. And, uh, again, it was still with that classic WWE type where you understood what was going on. You loved what was going on. And uh, it just pretty much made sense for 1991. And uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about
3: that. Yep. We also saw Ric Flair, the Mountie, Ted DiBiase, and the Warlord defeat uh, uh, Roddy Popper, Bret Hart, Virgil, and Davey Boy Smith. Uh, the, the, it seemed like that was the more, most star-studded uh, match, but that was the beginning. It was actually the second-longest match of the night as well. So, Also, Slaughter, Dugan, Texas Tornado, and, and Santana defeating Colonel Mustafa, the Berserker, Skinner, and Hercules. Uh, Nasty Boys and Beverly Brothers defeating the Rockers and Bushwhackers. And of course, the Legion of Doom and Boss Man defeating the Natural Disasters and Irwin uh, R. Seister. 92, we actually saw um, uh, a, a break away from uh, the matches, the, the, the traditional matches. There was only one traditional match. Uh, 92 really broke away from that. We saw the head swingers, uh defeating High Energy, Bossman defeating Nails, the Nightstick on the pole match. That was a very interesting angle. Tatanka defeating Martel, Randy Savage defeating Razor Ramon. Or was Randy Savage and Mr. Perfect defeating Razor Ramon and Ric Flair by disqualification? Of course, we saw, uh, of course, the, the the controversy with the uh, with the Awesome Warrior, and then Perfect, uh, you know, turning babyface. Uh, because the warrior not, you know, committing to his dates. Yokozuna defeating Virgil, Nasty Boys and uh, the Natural Disasters defeating Money Inc and the Beverly Brothers, and the Undertaker defeating Kamala, uh, Kamala in, the, in the coffin match, and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels was a really really good match. A lot of people don't, a lot of people kind of overlook this match because we keep thinking about '96, but this main event was almost a half hour long and it was a pretty good match.
1: It was a great match, just such a staple for uh, matches to come. With was a match, and you had, uh, I remember that, it was Big Boss Man and Nails. That was a pretty big feud back in the day, back then. I mean, that almost kind mean, of overtook the show. But uh, Undertaker, that was probably the first uh, type of coffin coffin match,
3: basket match, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely we will t- we will pick up 93 to 95 in the beginning of the uh, of the uh, of the show next week uh we are running out of time we want to wrap up thank you so much for uh Timmy Danger from Hall Valley Wrestling um, and this is you know we we made it happen and 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 got him in for tonight and had to adjust the the schedule a little bit, but I'm all about uh, promoting independent wrestling. Well, wrestlers, period, especially uh, different independent wrestling shows coming up. So if that's you, if you have an indie show, uh, email me at crave wrestling at, at at gmail.com and have somebody come on the show to plug the event. I'm all for it. Uh, Until next week, uh, thank you so much. Thank you uh, for the peeps over at realwrestling.net for the live stream, of course, wrestling.com, of course, bleachreport.com. And uh, until next week, thank you so much for all your support. Enjoy your week of wrestling. Daddy loves Elijah, and God bless. Goodbye.